Tonight, yet another staggering heat wave striking fantasy football. Everybody and welcome back to the Heat Wave. 32 teams in 32 days. We are breaking down every single fantasy relevant player on each team for the upcoming season. Today, we will be focusing on the Seattle Seahawks. I am your host, the fantasy plug and editor in chief of the BrotoFantasy.com and the Fantasy Football by Broto app, Tim Petropolis. That's my name. Um, I'm joined by the true, true value king and director of operations at Broto, Jason Petropolis, my brother. Matt Ward, the Dynasty Don and the Fantasy Encyclopedia himself, also the lead writer at Brodo and the genius of fantasy, Brodo lead data analyst and developer of the Fantasy Football by Brodo app, the smoothest man in the game, Santiago Casanova. Speaking of the app, download Fantasy Football by Brodo app today for free and get every single tool you need to become your own expert and dominate this fantasy thing. Uh, every stat you hear us use today can be found on the app where you have fantasy player cards, which is basically a profile of everything you need, every single thing, fantasy player grades, a Broto exclusive, usage charts, start sit tools, who to draft tools, player comps, consistency charts, game logs, coaching tendencies, articles, podcasts, rankings, waivers, and the most important thing of all, every stat you need, including advanced stats and exclusive stats proven exclusive stats one of the one of which we're going to tell you about today true throw value true target value true performance value adjusted air yards and true matchup rankings this app is free because of our patrons over at patreon.com slash broto fantasy a big thank you to our patrons uh you are the reason why the broto machine keeps pumping to join now uh support the show the app and the best community in the world for as little as three dollars a month you get an extra waiver wire show access to broto leagues does your league suck? I promise this one will not. Proven DFS cash game optimizers, access to cheat sheets, private team consultations, the most unique patron league in the world, which we're about to unveil, and I can't wait, and access to the greatest community in the world, not just the fantasy world, but the Brodo community on Discord. If you enjoy the show, if you enjoy the app, please consider joining. Your contributions go a long way. Today, we are jumping into the Seattle Seahawks. Blah! What a stench that's coming from these guys. They took a big, fat Seattle Seahawks dump right on your head at, your, at the beach and, and just completely destroyed this roster. Their offensive outlook is Pete Carroll takes the reins for his 12th season in Seattle and probably his last season. It's the second year for offensive coordinator Shane Waldron, who was the former pass game coordinator for the Rams. Last year, 16th in points per game, ran 45.5% of the time, which is right in the middle of the league. Um, gotta imagine that percentage is going to uh, increase dramatically, but the problem is that their O-line is ranked dead last by PFF. They are starting two rookie tackles and a center that played 12 slaps la snaps last season. Huh? Uh, their Eight, additions... 12 slaps while doing so. Yeah, exactly. Their additions... Drew Locke. Quarterback. Drew Locke. Um... Tight end, Noah Fant, and that center we told you about, Austin Blythe. They're rookies. They drafted Ken Walker II in the second round. By the way, not Kenneth anymore. Ken, get it right. Uh, left tackle, Charles Cross in the first round. And Abraham Lucas, right tackle in the third round, both of which are going to start on day one for this team. Um, their subtractions, brace yourself. Russell Wilson, you heard of him? Little guy, kind of. Kind of good. Uh, left tackle, Dwayne Brown. Still a free agent. Arrested three weeks ago on gun charges, so probably going to stay a free agent. Uh, their right tackle, Brandon Shell. Tight end, Gerald Everett. And, you know, this isn't a defensive pro podcast, but they basically let their whole defense go, including their linchpin of the defense for years, Bobby Wagner, go to the Rams. Um, 
This team has a giant stench all over it. Right now, at this point, we don't know if it's going to be Drew Locke. We don't know if it's going to be Geno. We probably won't know if it's going to be Drew Locke or Geno until week four of the preseason. Uh, well, the preseason is a little is new now, right? There is no week four. Week three of the preseason. We're not going to know what it is. So, you know, what do you think about Drew Locke and Geno Smith in fantasy? You know, do you play in super flex leagues? Do you need sure. to roster four quarterbacks? Because <laughs> if so, you probably want to pick two other ones that aren't Drew Locke or Geno Smith. Like you're not going to get, you're not, you're barely going to get QB two production from either one of them on any given week that they're starting. So I'm just like, I do a lot of research for these heat waves and, and I really, really go like try to go through everything and give everybody like the most possible, you know, information and analytics. And I just, it's just not necessary for either one of them. For one, both of their volume was so incredibly low that there's not a large enough sample size to put them in efficiency stats. So like, I'm not interested in either one of these guys. These guys could be on the best offense in the league. And I think it would, they would still finish as low end QB twos. I'm not crying because of the Seattle Seahawks and what they are uh, they're projected to do this year, um, but yeah, it could be, and so I want to get this real close. This is how Seahawks fans are feeling right now. Like they just choked on their own spit. Um, yeah, I'm going to – my eyes are like super teary. If like, you want to see my teary eyes, go to uh, YouTube.com slash Um Fun fact, for what it's worth, Geno Smith had the exact same quarterback ranking that Russell Wilson had. When they were both playing last year, uh, Geno Smith balled last year. I, I mean, I, I you know don't count on Geno Smith, but he was a baller last year. He like he was like five to one uh, intercept uh, TD to interception ratio. Man. I'm just saying he did. I, I, apparently, um, he's winning the the QB competition right now too. So I would imagine I mean, he wins. And Teddy Bridgewater beat out Drew Locke as well, right? And, like, it's a very similar quarterback scenario here. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if if Geno was the starter. I was once a fan of Drew Locke's you, because of his raw talent, but, but he has made wanna, uh, he has made less than zero progress in his time in the NFL, and he's had he's exactly. had a good chance. He and he's had a good team with good weapons. He gets no love from me. Yeah, he's done. So I'd rather have Geno. The games start. that uh the games that Geno did start last season, he finished as QB twenty six, QB twenty four, QB nineteen, and then week eight against an Urban Meyer led Jacksonville team, finished as the QB eight. I, honestly, not too bad if you're if you're Geno Smith. Like that's 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 way over. Yeah, but like, <laughs> come on, bro. Yeah, yeah but I mean, don't, all right, we've, two, we've we're two now finishes, it's almost, but if if you were playing super flex leagues, he shouldn't have even been in your lineup. We we actually guys, guys, I have to sh I got to shut. I'm sorry because YouTube's terms of service that you can't talk about Geno Smith for more than three minutes. So we're gonna right, we're gonna fair. violate the, the terms of service if we don't move on. <laughs> Um, let's get into uh, the most interesting situation on this team, the running backs. Look, Elijah Penny is a good player. He's going to get the ball Rashad, a lot. Rashad, bro. Rashad, excuse me. Rashad Penny is a good player. He's going to get this ball in this offense. Jason just looks so disappointed. Bro, it's been years. It's, it's been, been years. Since before it, I've years. been. Like, I, I used so to the question to is, why do you? So the question is, why do you guys expect different? All right? <laughs> All right, that's the question. All right? Insanity is when you do the same thing and expect different oh. results. I expect the same result. All right. I'm the one that's not insane. You're the one that's insane. Uh, man, I just flipped that though. All right. <laughs> Where you was didn't I? do shit. You just said a <laughs> dumbass line from All right, Rashad Penny movie that everyone knows. Rashad Penny, if you Rashad guys don't Penny. know, 
Rashad Penny is one of the guys on Twitter that is, uh, it's him, Gabriel Davis, that is really like a, one of those uh, firecrackers. I think what you can expect from Elijah Penny is high volume, if he stays healthy, high volume, high it's efficiency. Elijah. Oh, my I God. <laughs> Did I? Yeah. I'm just going to say Penny. Rashad Penny. You're going to get high, po- Lord, high volume, high efficiency, but you're going to get situations where he gets game script out of play, out of games and you're going to get situations where he can't overcome his 32nd ranked offensive line with two rookie tackles. So like do I love the player Rashad Penny? Yes, but I'm not going to let my my love for Rashad Penny cloud my judgment on where you should take him. And he's still a freaking solid steal at ADP right now. He's going in the 8th round in most mocks that I'm doing. Um and that's a steal. At the 8th round, he's your RB3 at that point. I love it. But if you're in a zero RB and you're counting on Rashad Penny, that might not be the best move. So I'm I'm in the middle with Rashad Penny. I believe in the player. I don't believe in the offensive system. Um what do you guys think? How are you feeling about Rashad Penny? And 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 and, and for that Kenneth Walker as well. Tim, Ken, am I Ken allowed Walker. to curse? We made it all this way without cursing yet. Can all right, you just I won't. like can you like send These is is buffoon a curse? No. These buffoons in Twitter Yo, enough. Don't tell me that DJ Dallas and Travis Homer are the damn third down backs for the Seahawks. Because I've seen that be said multiple times now. And that's why you are bad at fantasy football. Person who people take advice from you because they like being bad at fantasy football too. Please with those people. We have a guy who averages six yards per carry every time he's healthy in his career. We have a guy who was just picked in the second round in the NFL draft, and you're trying to tell me DJ Dallas and Travis Homer or why you shouldn't draft either of them? Oh, there's just common sense in fantasy football, and that is not common sense because right now there are two running backs who are both running back 33 or later, and one of the damn guys is going to be the lead back for a team. I prefer Rashad Penny right now. I'm honestly not the biggest Kenneth Walker, Ken Walker guy. But he's going to play over DJ Dallas and Travis Homer. All right, people? Are there people and, saying that? Like, I just want to put that I mean, out not there. Not if like, it's I on third down, but that. yeah, you'll play over them. No, I, I saw a guy. I saw people Can, saying I mean, that I'm no, going to fade Rashad Penny because That's, Ken so, Walker's on the team now, and he's going to lose third down snaps to DJ Dallas and Travis Homer. If DJ Dallas and Travis Homer are splitting third down snaps from week one through week 16, I'll retire. From everything fantasy football related, <laughs> ever, I'll give and my lawyer. title at Brodo to anyone because it's never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and we're talking about a guy, dude. Rashad Penny had over 130 rushing yards in four of the last five games last year, with a touchdown in each one. And the most surprising thing, given all of his injuries in his life, he ended the season third in big plays for running backs last year. He was explosive. And as bad as the offense is, as bad as Geno Smith is, as bad as the offensive line is, if you're explosive, you need one hole to make you worthwhile that week. That's it. You need to just find one hole. And right now, for Penny and Walker, their risk is drawn into their ADP. They're running back 33 and 35 right now. That was a lot farther away earlier. So Penny on the way up that ADP. Probably going to keep riding, yeah. but on the way... Michael was getting Penny sure. so cheap in underdog drafts early in the year. And now it just keeps rising because it makes no sense. You're going to take Michael Carter over him, James Cook, Ronald Jones? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, straight up, yeah. 
So I don't all, even care all of those guys. Yeah. You would take all those You're, guys over them. Take all them. No, over that's what I mean. Like, oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 that's yeah, my point. Like, why would you take all of any of those? I notice how I haven't even. Worried. Notice how <laughs> I haven't even. Said, I should have said any, not all. Yeah, I haven't even said that I think Rashad Penny's gonna have a good year because I don't care. All that matters I, is the opportunity right now, and based on opportunity, I'm not taking those guys over him. And it's a Pete Carroll offense. Russell Wilson's out of town because Pete Carroll is obsessed with running the ball. With running the football. So I'm taking Rashad Penny at running back 33 all day. What about Ken Walker? Ken Walker's mm-hmm. Brodo comps are Donald Brown, Bishop Sankey, Javid Best, Monty Ball, and Justice Hill. He uh, he transferred out of Wake Forest after two years of not being their lead back to have a very good season at Michigan State. I'm not a big Ken Walker guy. <sighs> I'm sure uh, Matt could go more in-depth than I did. I'm sure right. Matt has an article could, about... You're... <laughs> Kenneth Walker went really well. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, he I, had to he had to transfer out of a school that didn't have a starting caliber running back because they wouldn't put him on the field to another school that didn't have a starting caliber running back, so he could be on the field. He they didn't play him on third downs in Michigan, and a lot of people will say that's you know so. His pass catching ability. Everybody talks about how Ken Walker can't catch passes. He doesn't catch passes. He got 16 total passes his entire collegiate career. It's That's all right. They it. have Travis Homer. <laughs> right. But it, that the third down, for one, he is the clear upside handcuff in that offense that if Rashad Penny, who has been hurt quite a few games before, goes down, you are essentially guaranteeing Kenneth Walker 21 touches a game in, in Rashad Penny's stead. Outside of that, just hoping for upside or hoping for like a Javante Williams split backfield, I don't think that's going to happen. Rashad Penny's the first down back. Rashad Penny's the second down back. And Ken Walker, it's not necessarily even that he couldn't catch passes. It's that he can't pass block. And that's why they kept him off the field in a lot of passing opportunity situations, limiting his work, his repetitions, his ability, his talent to catch that pass because they don't trust him on third downs. And he had this phenomenal season as a Heisman candidate in his last year at Michigan, but that was all rushing upside. And yeah, his college dominator with just rushing is absolutely phenomenal. But what you're expecting is essentially him to be the first and second down back and get a touch guaranteed on those two downs. And that's not going to happen with Ken Walker unless Rashad Penny isn't there at all. Like there, even in a split backfield, he is going to get two touches a series. If that facts, I, yeah, I agree with you. I think it's uh I think there's a Rashad Benny Penny backfield until it's not. And then, you know, Ken Walker will be an interesting thing. But, you know, it's going to be hard to trust running backs in this on this team. Last ranked offensive line, probably one of the bottom three quarterback situations in the league, if not the absolute worst quarterback situation in the league. And, you know, but and how is that going to affect the wide receivers? We're going to get there. But first, we're going to we're going to stop for the Brodo tip of the day. We're, we're going to give you uh, last time. Uh, Cass's computer kind of spazzed out uh, and like started throwing different screens up and different numbers and there's a different page on the, where the page was. Cass, are you ready to go today? Do you have the, the tip of the day ready to go? I hope so. But let's try. <laughs> right, we'll, we'll find out. So uh, today we're going to be talking about true target value, um, which is a What's the word that Jason? It's like a P word that you use. Uh, <laughs> oh, hello. That connects, that connects to it's a, propri- a, a proprietor of uh, true target, true throw value. It's a derivative. A, derivative. There you go. Derivative. Value. There you go. Derivative. So 
Cass, someone who knows vocabulary way better than me, tell us about it. I mean, yeah, you take the uh, a players. Oh, baby, we are back. He's doing it again. Better than ever. He's doing it again. Throw value for quarterback. <laughs> yeah, we're going to. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So obviously, Cass' screen share is not up for this, but. Uh, Jason, why don't you tell the people about uh, why don't you tell the people about um, true true throw value, a stat that you uh, you invented? True yeah, value. I created this because one day I was watching um, people tout Corey Davis on the Titans um, when Marcus Mariota was in town, and I, they were like, "He's a good player. He's getting eight targets a game. He's going to be productive with it," and he just never was. And I was like, "How could I prove to people?" that someone seeing five targets a game from Patrick Mahomes is worth more than eight targets a game from Marcus Mariota. And that's how true target value was born. You look at the amount of targets, you look at the type of targets, you look at the quarterback throwing the ball, and through our algorithm, we give you projected points per game and a value based on those points per game that uh, those targets are worth. <laughs> Cooper Cup's points per game were freaking stupid, but also realistic. Y- y- and yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. That's, yeah. That, that's, that's the craziest part. Like, he was actually at that level. Insane. Anyway, go ahead. No, I'm done. Uh, you it's know, on it's, the screen if you're watching on YouTube. Yeah, you, yeah, you can find it on the true it. package under the menu, true target value, and you get this beautiful screen. You get uh, target split by week, then the true target value, and then the projected points for standard. PPR, you won't have PPR, go right down the middle. That's it. That's the beauty of it. Simplicity. Simplicity, baby. Yeah, I, I, you got to love it. Um, <clears throat> let's get into a situation that's not going to be simple. The wide receiver situation uh, in Seattle. Oh, my God. Sometimes you're just too good at the transition. Oh, my God. Um, DK Metcalf. You're drafting Bro. him. We're drafting his name at the moment. He just got a big contract Bro. at this, this time. Tyler Lockett is someone that I'm avoiding at ADP as well. How are we feeling about these two guys getting targeted by uh, Geno Smith and Drew Locke? Bro. I'll say one more time, bro. <laughs> this, let, let me paint a picture for you. You have DK Metcalf, who scored 12 touchdowns last year, 5.4 over what he was projected to do. Oof. Catching passes from Russell Wilson. And was wide receiver 23 in points per game. Oh, man. Then now has no Russell Wilson, probably fewer touchdowns, a terrible low line for his quarterback, and the same Pete Carroll at the helm. That's a recipe for disaster. And he's being drafted at wide receiver 16 right now, which I am absolutely out on. 100%. I, 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 you're drafting name and you're drafting physique at this point because... <laughs> But have you seen like, his quads? <laughs> no, literally, yeah, like, I mean, no. But uh, do you remember this time last year when uh, AJ Dillon's quads were all right, the rage? Right. Yeah, and we uh, we started a Slack channel, and my bio was quads all day. And this year, Jason checked my bio, and he was like, "Tim, why the fuck is your bio quads <laughs> all day?" I was like, "That's a good question." Changed it. I remember um, that. 
So is, is there is there anyone that's high on these wide receivers or think that they could pay off at ADP or at least be decent? Or are we all out on... on no, nah, you'd have to be receivers? high to be interested in these wide receivers. You I have mean, to be high to be high on these wide receivers. I mean... I don't, I don't hate For Tyler some Lockett. people, being high makes them think better about these situations. But we're just going to put that, at ADP, that out there. At ADP, Tyler Luck is not, <laughs> not the worst. I, I don't, Yeah, I don't hate Tyler Luck. He's wide receiver 36 41. right now. Or 41. Oh, 41. There you go, even longer. Uh, I have 41 on Sleeper. And he's Me just too. a... He's a good player, man. He knows how to get open. And uh, if you were to ask me to pick who I think a favorite target's going to be for the Seattle quarterbacks, it's Tyler Lockett over DK Metcalf. Because if you're a bad quarterback, you're going to go to the guy getting open five yards away from you in the middle of the field over the guy who's running a go route on the outside. So let's talk about that, too, and switch over to tight ends as well, because Noah Fant is one of those guys that I think that he could have some success Every time you have a shitty offense with a shitty quarterback, you always find that the, the tight end has I some love success. Yeah, so I think Noah Fant can, can have a, a a pretty good year this year. But you know, you're playing a game where if he doesn't score a touchdown, he probably he's probably going to disappoint. And the Seahawks probably aren't going to score a lot of touchdowns in general. So uh, you're playing that game. How are we feeling about Mister Fant? I honestly, I feel pretty great about Noah Fant. He might might actually be my favorite piece of this offense, to be honest. And, and I think Tim kind of prefaced it perfectly. Is is I think they're going to need a check down target. We already talked about how Ken Walker doesn't really catch passes. That's not really Rashad Penny's game either. Fant is big, super athletic, and is always open over the middle of the field. So I I legitimately can see a world where Noah Fant leads the Seahawks in targets, and. And like he's going well outside of the top 12 tight ends. And he's and I know that like the gap between 12 and 20 is very small. And 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 if you're playing the tight end upside game, you really want a guy that's gonna break into the top five at those later picks. But like no offense never been anything but a tight end one, tight end eleven in points per game in 2020, tight end twelve in points per game in 2021. And those are on like bad offenses, bad offenses with Teddy Bridgewater as the quarterback. So I know that this is a bad offense and they have essentially a Teddy Bridgewater or a Drew Lockett quarterback again, but he's produced above his ADP every season. So I don't see why he wouldn't again. I, I really like Noah Fant as a super late, you know, punt tight end and, and go with Fant. That, that, that's kind of how I'm targeting him this year and, and where I want his, like where his value is, is where I want to target a punt tight end draft build. Let's, let's imagine this scenario, which I think we're going to see a lot. All right, so we're third and 20 on the Seahawks, 23. Geno drops back to pass. There's a pass rush in his face. He gets out a pass to Noah Fant for 13 yards. They're going to go punt. It's going to happen a whole bunch. That's what's going to happen. And there's and that's going to be fantasy points. I kind of agree. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fantasy points. That's what usually happens when the tight end sucks. All right, let I mean when the team sucks. Yeah, Let's like, get into these bold predictions. Isn't... Sorry, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, just, just to finish it out is like their defense isn't very good either. So they are going to be playing from behind a lot. Like they cleared that defense out. So w- whether they want to or not, I don't think that that rushing game is going to be as vol or yes, they will attempt to be a high volume rushing team, but they're going to have to pass. They will have to. The, I like no fan. <laughs> truth NFL team. Probably will have to pass unless you're playing Michael nope. in Madden 2013 where he just played with the Wildcat offense. That's what Michael did. Don't ask me why. It's because that that's me. what he thought. Oh, no, because I was a too. Jets fan, and I made Brad Smith my quarterback and ran the Wildcat offense. I think you're confusing yourself for Michael like most people do. 
Jason. Um, by the way, I'm a oh. Jets fan. If you guys haven't noticed, I got a Jets right there. And there's there's Baby Sam for the OG podcast listeners. Baby Sam baby in the house. Sam to do do do, 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 baby Sam. Anyway. Yeah. This is my bold prediction. The bold prediction is that the Seahawks trade for Jamal Adams, now that it is complete and we know exactly what each side got, is the worst trade in the history of football. Jamal Adams sucks. Jamal Adams sucks. He sucks. He's the worst. And he just broke his finger. And now he's like, oh, I'm never going to. Shut the fuck up, Ronnie Lott. Bro- put it. No, you know what? Let me not. He's a grown man. But, but now we know that they got Elijah Vera Tucker and Garrett Wilson in that trade. Those are the, those are the picks they got. Because they traded the first and the third for to move up for Elijah Vera Tucker. I'm taking that all day. All day. So Seahawks, suck on that. Jamal Adams, suck on that. All right? All right, Mr. Prez, Presidente. Big is going to love Fake that, votes. By the way. I hate I hate Jamal Adams with like a, a a burning not the you know what? He when he was drafted everyone was like he's a great leader, he was great. He was just an asshole. That's one of the things in the in the in this world that happens. Assholes are so often confused as great leaders. Cuz they're just assholes to everybody. Algorithm. Yeah, word, damn. But now that it's over, assholes are just assholes. Oh, Mickey's here. What's up, Mickey? Yes, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jason. If you're watching on YouTube, Mickey agrees with Tim. I would just—I had to just go open the door because I heard the door open. I was like, "Huh?" And it was Mickey barging his way in. What's up, Mick? What's up, friends? My bold prediction, friends, <laughs> is that Rashad Penny. When healthy, and or Kenneth Walker will be ranked as a top eighteen running back every week of the year. Is uh, is <laughs> I don't know why Mickey talks like Penny. Is Mickey like a, a southern a southern lady, like, bro? Like a southern a six year old southern lady who is like inviting yeah. you over for supper? He's 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 about to go make me some grits. Oh my God. Was that he was on great. the Titanic? Was he? I, let, explain oh, that. That was great, man. <laughs> Cass is legit crying. This is this. Oh man, this is the second time tears have appeared in this episode. <laughs> Just putting that out there. Um, Cass, those rain a lot. I'm putting though. you on the. I'm putting you on the spot, like because I put myself on the spot. What's your moment? Oh my eye. Uh, I'll, I'll just double down on my take from the episode, and no wide receiver will be in the top twenty-four Oof, for the like Seahawks. That. Matthew, finish this off. Noah Fant as a tight end one, yeah. For does sure. your mom does your mom call you Matthew? My mom calls me Maddie. Maddie, nice. Yeah, my my yeah. my mom calls me Timmy. Maddie when Ice. I, when I was in trouble, Timothy, the Timothy came out. The Timothy goes, Timothy, yeah. Timothy and Johnny, what did you do? And then it was always the twins causing trouble, but they're the older brothers getting the the blame for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, um, that's how it worked. Jason, where could they find you? At you know what? Don't even say it. At Brodo, you can F. find Jason. me at Brodo F. Jason. You can find Tim at Brodo F. Liar. <laughs> Yo, the twins would get me in trouble so often and when we were young it was it was ridiculous. They think they they think they were they were they were angel children. The real thing is that you were convinced you were angel children because we got in trouble for the everything that you uh yeah, Matt's in the center. Squeeze. We got in trouble for everything that you did. Anyway, Matt, what's your uh yeah, psych word FF? There you go. Psych word FF you got it. everywhere. And, and Cass, Broto FF Casanova. You know it. Uh, yeah, that's it. We're gonna see you tomorrow, uh, to finish out the NFC East with the Cardinals. Peace. Later.